Uh, hi, everyone. Welcome to the Commentarians. Is this Prairie Home Companion? Husband Bulge is now a part of my permanent vocabulary. <laughs> I saw a squirrel. I am going to point out real quick, this to me is like the most disturbing scene in the entire movie. Stop listening right now and go watch Firefly. Hey, this is my podcast. I'm sorry, sorry, Joe. <laughs> We are saying that not only have we been wounded, we survive, and there's a God who heals of these wounds. Jesus isn't about the isms. Uh, he's about his kingdom. Because it is kind of like this idea that Jesus died for all of our sins, except when you had sex. And Jesus doesn't cover that. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Commentarians Coming Attractions, episode number one. Uh, this is the episode where I get to tell you uh, what movie we're going to be watching in the main episode, uh, tell you a little bit about the movie, who we're going to be watching it with, and stay tuned because at the end, I'm also going to be announcing the very first contest in which you can win one of my DVDs, a used DVD that is, but it's one that is still good, it's like new, and you can win it. I'll sh- I'll tell you how at the end of this episode. Okay, so let's get into it. What is the very first movie we're going to see? It is the mother of all Christian films, The Passion of the Christ. And we're going to be seeing it with Adam Thrope. Who is Adam Thrope? He's a husband, father of two, an elder at Assembly of Christians in Downey Church. And uh, he's one of the smartest guys I know. Um, his dad helped bring Christ into my life. Uh, and then, unfortunately, my life spun out of control after that into a life of booze and uh, ladies and uh, drugs and all that crazy stuff. And then I was able to find my way back. And uh, Adam Thrope uh, actually helped to guide, uh, helped me grow in Christ uh, after that. Um, I don't know why I sounded uh, like that was a fun, uh, enjoyable time. It was a, uh, a crazy time of uh, depression and anxiety and uh, misery, and uh, yet I sounded like it was awesome. Uh, so anyways, I continue to sound uh, upbeat and chipper about it, uh, even though it was horrible and miserable and uh, depressing. Uh, anyway... Moving on, so that's why I'm going to have him on the show, because uh, who better to have on than the smartest guy that I know who uh, helped me find Christ again. All right, let's get into the movie. The movie, Passion of the Christ, released in 2004, according to IMDb, depicts the final 12 hours in the life of Jesus of Nazareth on the, on the way to his crucifixion in Jerusalem. A screenplay by Benedict Fitzgerald and Mel Gibson. Directed by Mel Gibson, starring Jim Caviezel, Monica Bellucci, uh, and Maya Morgenstein. The MPAA rated this movie R for sequences of graphic violence. And boy, howdy, are those sequences graphic. Okay, so I know that in the introduction episode, I told you that I was going to be telling you uh, when you went to look away, when there were scenes of graphic violence or gore or stuff like that, I have to say that, yes, this is the very first episode, but this is wall to wall from beginning to end, gory and graphic. So if you have, if you haven't seen this movie and you have an issue with gore and violence, then maybe skip this one because, man, is it graphic. Now, here's the thing. And this is what the discussions on this podcast are going to be about. Gore 
as well as other graphic scenes are meant aren't necessarily meant to entertain. I know that that's kind of a, 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 a something that Christians kind of argue about about how horror movies are entertainment and how can gore and violence be uh entertaining. They're not supposed to be entertaining and just and this movie is a perfect example of that. It's supposed to affect us. It's supposed to move us. It's supposed to make us cringe and f- like just look away and feel bad and awkward and that's what art is about it's supposed to convey a react it's supposed to affect us and cause us to react uh, because it's a depiction of real life so this movie has a lot of that and we're going to be talking about that with uh, adam we're going to be talking about gore and violence and whether it's okay and whether if it's okay in other in this movie is it okay to have in other movies and why or why not Anyways, that's that's why we're starting with this movie, not because it's the most popular Christian film, but also because it brings that conversation forward for us to discuss. Okay, so now, where can you find this movie? Um, you can't, it's not streaming anywhere for free, but you can rent it for as little as, little as $2.99 at almost any streaming service, Amazon, Vudu, Google Play... I think it's on iTunes. I think you can rent it for five bucks. You can buy it on any one of those uh, places as well. Uh, you can buy the film on Amazon for nine ninety nine on Blu-ray. So that's pretty cheap. But uh, yeah, anyways, that's how you can watch it yourself. So let's get into the movie information itself. The movie was made with a budget of thirty million dollars and grossed three hundred and seventy million seven hundred and eighty two thousand nine hundred and thirty dollars in the US alone. It is still the highest grossing foreign language film of all time, and it was the highest grossing R rated film for twelve years running until Deadpool beat it out. Rotten Tomato Meter gave it a score of forty nine percent certified rotten but 80 percent audience approval that's what we call critic proof no matter what critics say uh the audience is going to go see it and enjoy it so uh there you go the film is based in part by three sources uh according to my research a lot of the information uh for this film came from either the uh, came from the gospel of john the stations of the cross which i'll talk about later and uh, the Dolores Passions of Our Lord Jesus Christ. It's a book written, well, it was recited, it was uh, told by Anne Catherine Emmerich and, uh, who was a blind nun, who was a stigmatist. I'll explain that in a bit. And it was actually written down by, uh, a gentleman by the name of Clemens Brentano. So what's the deal with Anne Catherine Emmerich and why did, uh, Mel Gibson use her account. Anne Catherine is a stigmatist or was a stigmatist. Uh, she had the stigmata. Um, uh, if you don't know, then this is an affliction that is supernatural in nature uh, that some Catholics uh, get. They uh, they claim that they uh, they receive the wounds of Jesus. So they get sores on their hands, like bloody sores on their hands and feet on their side and they bleed from their head from their specifically their forehead uh the most um significant wounds that Jesus uh 
got while being led to the cross. It's, again, an affliction that's supernatural. No one can explain it. Um, whether you believe these are real or not is up to you. Catholics believe that this actually happens. But on top of that, on top of this, uh, these wounds, they also see visions. Specifically, the visions, uh, they, they witnessed the crucifixion. And that's what happened to Anne Catherine. And so she told, she was blind, but as she witnessed these visions, a man wrote them down. They were made into a book, as I mentioned before, Dolores Passions of the Lord Jesus Christ. This book is available on Amazon if you want to check it out. The PDF is available for free online if you just Google it. And you can actually listen to the narration of this book on YouTube. Uh, I listened to some of it. It is wild stuff, I will say. Uh, so Mel Gibson based a lot of the movie on this to fill in the gaps because you can't just use uh, the Gospels because there's a lot of gaps in between. Uh, some movies, uh, as we talk about in the in the recording in the movie uh, episode, uh, did actually just take just whatever's in the movie and, you know, or whatever's in the Gospels and put him in the movie. But Mel Gibson wanted to fill it in for drama and for extra biblical stuff. Specifically, for example, when Jesus was hanging over the side of the bridge, if, you have, if you've if you seen the movie, then you'll know when he's hanging over the side of the bridge in, uh, from chains. That, I believe, is from these, this book. Um, when uh, when Peter denies Jesus three times and he runs out weeping, that's in the gospel. But according to Anne Catherine, she, uh, he ran to Mary and begged her for forgiveness. Another scene, for example, when Jesus uh, was having his moment of torment uh, in the garden and the devil was there to tempt him away from crucifixion, from th- that was also something that she described. So why is this, why did Mel Gibson use this? Because this is a Catholic film. That, that, I found that incredibly fascinating that, uh, this is a very much a Catholic movie, yet uh, many evangelical Christians kind of, like, they, they, they loved this. They loved this movie, even though it was very Catholic, and because they didn't know. And there's nothing wrong with it being Catholic, unless you have something against Catholics or Catholicism. But this is a very Catholic movie, and yes, the crucifixion for Catholics and for Christians, for evangelicals, aren't different. They don't view it differently. They approach it differently. They teach it differently. But basically, the main story is basically the same. So, of course, Christians are going to, like, kind of, they're going to... uh they're going to attach themselves to it because they because it 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 depicted the crucifixion in a way that evangelicals aren't very aren't aren't really used to. But I was raised Catholic, and I got to be honest. When I saw this movie, it brought me right back to all those Good Friday masses and all those uh, the, the 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 stations of the cross which I'll explain in a bit. Okay, so again, I, I this is all just just extra information for you to have for the movie. It's not meant to change your mind about the film. I hope it doesn't because personally as I I'm I'm a Christian, I'm born again, I'm an evangelical. Um 
but I still have a lot of respect for the church, for the Catholic church, because, um, without the church, I wouldn't know God. I wouldn't have been raised with the knowledge of God, with all the stories and with, with, without the prayer and my adoration for God. I believed in God my whole life because I was raised Catholic and it wasn't such a hard journey or such a long journey between who I was before and who I am now because I always had God in my life. So I don't have nothing, anything really negative to say about the Catholic church aside from the terrible things that have surfaced about them in the last decade or two and uh, all the other terrible things that they have done over the last millennia and a half. But aside from that, I still have a lot of respect for the church. I'm joking, of course, sort of, but you can't overlook that stuff. Just like in America, we love our country, but it's guilty of a lot of bad and we have to kind of accept that and take it for take it how we will so uh, that that's how i view the catholic church now i'm just rambling so let's continue on this catholic information <laughs> okay so i also mentioned the stations of the cross what is that if you're an evangelical maybe you don't know this but uh the the stations of the cross are 14 scenes that depict this the steps and uh, it starts with uh with his condemnation by pilate and ends with his burial now if you've ever been to a catholic church if and if you haven't i will recommend if please do so even the most modest catholic church is beautiful there's a lot of art whether it's paintings, stained glass windows, statues, carvings, it, they are just beautiful buildings. And usually they're open in the daytime. So if you get a chance to visit one, I recommend one if you have one in your town, because they are just beautiful. It just don't disturb people who are praying, people who are uh, ha- going to their confession or lighting a candle for a loved one. You know, don't disturb other people, but... But go in, and on what you'll see is on each, on either side, on either wall, you're going to see seven scenes on one side, on like maybe pillars or just in a row on the side. On one side, you're going to see seven. On the other side, you're going to see another seven. These are the 14 stations of the cross. Now, let me tell you what they are. They are, number one, Pilate condemns Jesus to die. Number two, Jesus accepts his cross. Number three, Jesus falls for the first time. Number four, Jesus meets his mother, Mary. Number five, Simon helps carry the cross. Number six, Veronica wipes the face of Jesus. Number seven, Jesus falls for the second time. Number eight, Jesus meets the three women of Jerusalem. Number nine, Jesus falls for the third time. Number ten, Jesus is stripped of his clothes. Number eleven, Jesus is nailed to the cross. Number 12, Jesus dies on the cross. Number 13, Jesus is taken down from the cross. And number 14, Jesus is placed in the tomb. Now, if you'll notice, if you know the, uh, the your gospel, you'll notice that some of those aren't necessarily biblical. The Bible never uh, sa- says that Jesus fell, although maybe he did. It never specifically mentions that uh the bible doesn't mention veronica 
the Bible doesn't mer- doesn't me- mention Jesus meeting Mary, his mother. So these are things that are in the stations, and every single one of them are in the movie, even the non-biblical ones, except for one. Uh, when Jesus meets the three women of Jerusalem, we talk about that in the uh, in the movie episode uh, where. Uh, Jesus sees the three women weeping and he says, don't weep for me, weep for yourselves and stuff like that. That's the only station that isn't in the movie and it happens to be something that actually is in the Bible. But again, the, Mel Gibson is Catholic and not just any Catholic. He belongs to a sect of Catholicism that rejects the modern Catholic church. Um, in the in the 20th century, Pope John Paul II revamped the Catholic Church. Uh, before, masses were held in Latin only. Uh, the Bible was written in Latin, and many Catholics weren't allowed to read the Bible. M- I, my mother still remembers those days when she was a little girl and she went to church, and the priest would be facing away from the audience. Uh, he'd have his back to the to the crowd, and he'd recite the the Mass in Latin, Pope John Paul changed all that, along with many other things. Uh, he made it so that Mass would be held in the language of the parishioners, and 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 the Bible could be read in the in the language of the people that were reading it. And that, that along with many other things, uh, he changed, and. Some Catholics didn't take too kindly to that, so they they separated themselves and started their own Catholic church that stayed with the old ways. And Mel Gibson's father, I believe, is still a priest in this church, and Mel Gibson is a part of it. So that's why this movie is very Catholic and sticks to these original 14 stations of the cross. Now, again, unless you have anything against the Catholic church... I don't think your mind should change about the movie. If this movie brings you some sort of connection to Christ, a deeper understanding of his suffering on the way to the cross, then I don't think that should change this. Because again, this is just an artistic depiction of the crucifixion. It's not meant to be incredibly accurate. It's not meant to be the actual story. It's just meant to show you an interpretation of it. I have a lot of problems with Mel Gibson myself, but I still understand that this movie is important to many people. That doesn't change, I don't think, and I don't think it should. I have a lot of problems with the movie as a Christian and just as a film watcher, but I still think that it does a lot of good. And I I understand that. And there's a lot of things about the movie that I like, even the extra biblical stuff. So anyways, that's just my opinion on that. I hope you guys enjoy the movie. That's about all the information I have for you. Okay, so now let's get into the contest. What is the contest? As you know, at the beginning and end of every single episode, I'm going to be quoting a movie. So now, if you can tell me what movie I quote at the end of the Passion of the Christ episode... Just email me at thecommentarianspod at gmail.com with the answer. What movie do I quote at the end of the Passion of the Christ episode? Email me at that email address with the answer. 
and the first person to get it correct, you win Old Fashioned, the movie Old Fashioned on DVD. It's my copy. It is watched. It has been previously owned. Uh, it is my copy. I will send it to you. Uh, just, I will tell you that you're the winner. I will ask you for your name and address and I'll pop it in the mail and send it to you. If you can answer what movie I quote at the end of the Passion of the Christ episode. Simple as that. Bing, bang, boom. It's a little spoiler about what movie we're going to be watching next, but, uh, so what? We're having fun here. Get those emails in for the contest. Find out what the answer is. Don't think that you can't cheat. If you, uh, if you want to fast forward to the end of the episode to hear the quote, if you want to look it up online, if you want to Google it, whatever, just, just, uh, answer the question, just find out what the answer is and then email us and you can win the DVD. There's no rules. Heck, you can even ask me. I'm probably not going to tell you, but however you can figure it out, go ahead. So that brings us to the end. I hope this wasn't too long. Hope it wasn't too boring. Let's get, let me tell you what you need to know about contacting us. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the commentarians. Find us on Twitter at the comments pod. Find us on Instagram at the commentarians pod. And you can email us, as I mentioned before, at the commentarians pod at gmail.com. So that's the end of the very first official episode. Thank you guys for listening. And that brings us to the end. And I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You've been listening to the Commentarians Podcast, a Raven Creek Social Club production. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you'd like to support our show, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash thecommentarians. Thank you for listening, and until next time, remember, movies are a reflection of our lives and of other people's lives, and we get to experience them together. Come back to the movies with us. We love sharing them with you.